We welcome you to a very special edition of Inside Boxing Live as we're coming to you from the media center here inside the MGM Grand in beautiful Las Vegas for Canelo Alvarez versus Jamel Charlo. Undisputed versus undisputed Dan Kenobi alongside the one and only former WBO 140-pound champion, eater of steak, Chris Algieri. We had a great dinner last night. Barry's Prime. Barry's That's an Prime. Ad. That's an ad. In old Vegas. If you've never been, definitely head over there. Phenomenal service, phenomenal food, everything. Great culture in there, great vibe. It's all about the vibes this week. It's all about the vibes. It's been a week. We've been here since Tuesday night, running around, getting you great content. Uh, some stuff with Canelo. It's all over, all over our Instagram. We just hit 1 million likes on TikTok. I know Chris is excited about that. Yeah, this guy gave up all his data to China. <laughs> so that's, we that's, are that's where we're headed. Going nuts on social media right now with the coverage of this fight. It's all thanks to PPV.com who sent us out here to do a job and a job we did and are still doing because we're going to be watching the fight Saturday night, uh, live chat with Jim Lampley and Lance Pugmire. We're going to be reacting. We'll also have a post-fight podcast directly after uh, the fight. So let's talk about it, Chris. We've been here for a week now. Uh, big fight feels are starting to ramp up. This is always how it is for me. It's like a snowball effect. We get in here Tuesday and I'm like, where are the people? Then I remember. It's Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. Th th this week did start a little slow. I think it started slower than, than uh, some other big fight weeks, but it's it's definitely ramped up. The weigh-in was healthy. Weigh-in was healthy. We fast forward to Friday. The weigh-in was very, very healthy. Very Things healthy. picked up Wednesday. Things when... started picked up, picking up at the yeah. press conference. Yeah. Press conference is when people started getting excited. There was a buzz amongst uh, you know around the area. People, you could start to feel people were coming in from out of right. town. The, uh, the, you know, we're in the hotel, so like we see what's going on. They were starting to flesh out. We're starting to see more people at the restaurants. We're seeing more people at the bars. Some people are hanging out. People are excited. You overhear the talk. I love that. I love being around the talk. and you overhear the, the talk. chatter. Yeah. Canelo this, Charlo that. Yeah. I got this. It's, it's just, yeah, I think fight feels, man. Fight week in Las Vegas, there's nothing like it. Yeah, Charlo, uh, Canelo, undisputed versus undisputed. There's a lot of history on the line if you're into that. Uh, to me, I think this is a big fight for, for Canelo Alvarez to see exactly what he has left. Uh, all week long, you can see him very motivated. At the press conference, he was talking about, I have a lot to prove to myself. I have a lot to prove to Jamal Charlo. Uh, he was trying to almost like Jordan in the last dance. Like He's almost like making up narratives in his head. Like And to me, I took that personally. Because I don't really remember Charlo saying too many negative things about Canelo's abilities. Maybe years back, but definitely not in the lead-up to this fight. Because Charlo is melancholy this week in the lead up as well he has been complimentary of canelo alvarez he's been downright lovey-dovey with him but on the stage on wednesday canelo tried to t stir the pot a little bit and say you know what this guy's been doubting me for a long time i'm gonna shut him up i thought that was pretty interesting yeah i mean it's, it's been a weird dynamic right um all of my interactions with jamel charlo have been very respectful i think he's a very respectful guy and very respectful champion um i think he's he, he said he's even said it himself he blamed his brother not being around for why he's been a little bit different in terms of this fight week not being quite as, a, as aggressive we saw is, we just saw jamal Charles, which is very though. interesting which is um, i'm glad that he was there he was actually at the weigh-in supporting his brother which is a good thing because there has been some um some some stress between the two of them in recent years i believe um but yeah no he's, he, he did kind of blame his brother for that and he's been much more respectful i expected a little more fireworks especially even at the weigh-in i thought it was going to really come to a head at that point coming from the charlo side and it really did and like you said it's almost been like Canelo has been leading the dance in terms of 
getting aggressive, getting his little shots. But Canelo's so good at that. It's so hard to get under his skin. His reactions, he's just such a cool, calm, collected guy. And as good as he is as a counterpuncher in the ring, he's mm -hmm. a really good counterfighter yeah. outside the ring as well. That's a good point. You know, we've, we've seen that verbally. You know, yeah. listen, English is a second language. He's still super sharp with his counters yeah. there. And then we saw with the Caleb Plant fight, who that was someone who was able to get under his skin, and he got smacked in the mouth for it. So, yeah, yeah uh, is a very good counterfighter in every way. Let's talk about the actual fight. Uh, we were going to see inside of this uh, ring on Saturday night uh, at the T-Mobile Arena. Um, I'll bring up the stats because I think it paints a little bit of what we might see in the ring. 40 punches thrown for each guy. Canelo lands 46% of his power. Not a lot. Charlo lands 40% of his power. 40 punches around for a 168-pounder is well below the average. The thing I find very interesting is both of these fighters, their last three knockouts have come in the eighth round or later. So they are slow starters, they are very accurate, and they are finishers. They so power. I think we could potentially see a slower type of fight early on with Canelo applying intelligent type of pressure for 40 punches around because he does still do that. And I, I, just, I just struggle to see how Charlo is going to win some of those early rounds unless he is moving like crazy in there. He's jabbing, he's in and out, which is not really his style. Did think he'd come in a little bit lower than 167, I believe he came in. That's how I could potentially see this fight playing out. Just looking at the numbers, looking at the styles, slower start, fireworks late. I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree to, to a degree. Okay. Um, so the difference with this fight, Canelo's been used to fighting bigger, slower guys. He's made his, he's really just made his career on that recently. Um, but. Jermel is a smaller guy coming up, and even though a lot of people are saying like, oh, he's, he's bigger because he's taller, that's not really true. He is a smaller guy, but he has fast hands as well. So I think the speed early on is actually going to make Canelo start even slower because he's going to be conscious of that speed. He's going to have to find that rhythm first. Once he finds the rhythm, it's going to be a whole different story, but I think it's going to take him a little bit of time to find the rhythm because speed, you know, speed is dangerous. Punches you don't see are the ones that hurt you, and Jermel does have good hand speed. He's got some pretty good foot speed. Doesn't move a whole lot. Doesn't throw a lot of punches, but he's quick. And I don't know if Canelo is used to that in recent years. So he might take him a little bit of time to analyze that, collect that data, get his timing and his rhythm, because a, a fast fighter in front of you can, can really change things up. So I, I do think the beginning is going to be a little contentious, especially for Canelo. I think Charlo, if he's going to be successful and bank those early rounds, he's going to need to Pounce. be busy and start fast. Yeah, start fast, um, which is not exactly his MO. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, in terms of that. Another big storyline in this fight um, is what does Canelo have left? How much is he slowing down? Um, I have some numbers too, because that's what I do. Um, numbers guy. In guy. Versus Kovalev, rounds 10 through 11, he was outlanded, 36 to 15, Canelo. Versus Callum Smith, I'm sorry, I think I have these wrong. Let's, let me start over with that. Uh, and we're back. Versus Bivol. Canelo slowed down late and was outlanded down the stretch, 106 to 55. We all saw that with our own eyes. Versus Golovkin, last September. That was a Canelo, he walked right through him. But he did allow Triple G to get back into that fight. He outlanded him, Triple G, in rounds 10 and 11. Same thing with Ryder. Ryder was down early, he was bloodied, but he still found a second gear. Ryder found himself in respectable rounds from the, from the ninth round on. So we have seen with our eyes, Canelo, a little bit of a tiny, tiny decline, and we're seeing it with the numbers where late, 
he's not stepping on the gas pedal like he did in some of those earlier fights when he was scoring those knockouts late. Yeah, he's not, he's not finishing guys. And that's something that you see go away. So power doesn't leave you, but the mentality of pursuing and being a hunter tends to as you get older and longer in the tooth. And we're kind of seeing that with Canelo. I don't think his power has changed. I think he's probably as strong as ever. He's still very explosive. His head movement's great. Um, his punch selection's excellent. But we're not seeing that sustained attack late where he's able to break guys down and get them out of it. I always say Canelo has the two-piece, pressure and power. Yes. Those are the things that break guys down. And we're seeing him pull off the gas a little bit later on. Like you just said, those three fighters allowing them to live. Bibble, I wouldn't even consider with those other two guys because he was just getting outclassed. Yes. But with, with Ryder and, and Triple G, two guys that he was actually outclassing, he allowed them back into the fight. Whereas I think Canelo a few years ago would have stopped both of them. Another storyline in this fight for me is Canelo versus taller fighters. As we saw that up on the stage, we saw that at the weigh-in, it's very clear that Charlo is taller than Canelo. Um, Canelo has fought one, two, three, four, five, six fighters, six foot or taller, and he has some gaudy numbers, 35% overall, 44% of his power, and the most important of these, which I think is going to come into play on Saturday night, 269 to 78 edge in body shots. Body work, body work, body work is going to be the name of the game for Canelo in this fight, and chin. Is or can... Jamel Charlo get the respect of Canelo Alvarez with his power early on? I, I do think his, because Charlo does have respectable power. And I think he's always had power, much more than people gave him credit for early on because he wasn't getting knockouts. I think his mentality changed in the second half of his career, and that's why he's become such a knockout artist. But I think he got respect with everybody. I think he does have enough power to get the respect from Canelo. I just don't think he could really hurt him. And right. I don't think he can knock him out. Canelo has one of the best chins in the sport today. Never um, been down. Never been down and fought some of the biggest punchers and took the shots. We're talking about Triple G. We're talking about Danny Jacobs. We're talking um, We're talking about Sergey Kovalev. And Bibble is not a big puncher per se, but Kovalev is. And he's a 175-pounder, and Canelo was taking those shots. So, yeah, he, he's got one of the best chins in the sport today. Yeah. I don't see Charlo winning this fight by knockout. I don't see him hurting Canelo. Yeah. Um, if, if it were, it would be based on speed and a shot he doesn't see. But I don't know. Canelo's defense is, is stellar as well. We've seen Charlo down um, 2014. It's been a while for seen him, him as well. We've seen, seen him hurt, too. We've seen him stunned. seen him stunned. Uh, at 54. Gonna, yeah, at 54. We're going to see if he can handle that. We're going to see if he can handle the stage. Um, quickly, what you see from him on, at, on the, the weigh-in stage? Because uh, this is the first big fight uh, of his career. He even said it all week long. This is a big stage for me for Canelo. Maybe he's 12th or 13th big fight at this point. What did you see from Charlo up on that weigh-in stage? You've been there, Chris. What did you see, like, just from the eye test? There's a lot to read from, from weigh-ins, and I love being at weigh-ins because I get to see a lot of it. There's a lot of aura to read, a lot of energy being put out there. And I'll preface this by saying I'm, a, I'm actually a big fan of Jamal Charlo. I love the way that he fights, his style, especially in studying leading up to this fight. I'm like, man, I really like what this guy does. That being said, I'm worried for Jamal Charlo in this fight from what I saw from the weigh-in. There, okay. there were a number of, of, of telltale signs that uh, told me that he might be in over his head a bit. And I didn't like his physique from what I'm used to seeing from him. Um, you know, a lot of people have been saying like, oh, he's, he actually is the bigger guy, he's taller. Get out of here, he's not. Jamel Charlo's got a waist like this. He's got a he's got a V'd out back. He's got wide shoulders. He's tall, but he does not have that that, that core thickness. And at the weigh-in, I saw a little softness around the mid midsection. Yeah, it wasn't the same as what I'm used to seeing him at 54, which I wouldn't imagine he would be. But still, I, I was not impressed with the physique where I normally am. Um, so I saw some things there. I said just also uh, interviews this week. 
he didn't seem as confident as I would have liked. The answers weren't exactly the kind of things you want to hear. I, want, I wanted to see like, yeah, I want to see vintage, some garbage. I want to see, yeah. see some nasty. I want to see like vintage Charlo who was running around from like 2016 to like 2019. A lot of respect for that. Yeah, I, 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 there's two ways to look at it. It's like this is a big assignment for him, so I understand him wanting to be calm, cool, collected. I would have, for the promotion's sake, I wish we would have saw, like, Wild Man Charlo. Because I've been asking for a Charlo fight, but it was always Jamal versus Canelo. Because I always said, man, Charlo will get under the skin or try to get under the skin of Canelo. And there wasn't any of that this week. But I also don't like contrived beef. Yeah, but also, so I'm, I'm, I, this, this sticks out in my mind where, you know, uh, Charlo tried to bring out the Lions only thing. And Canelo, as usual, He's the like, whole common club goes, uh... I don't know what animal I have to be in order to, to beat a lion. He's like, but I'm going to beat him. Yeah. I'm going to win. I'm going to win this fight. You'll see. Yeah, I love he's it. like, he said, you're, you've never been in a fight like this, and you're going to see on Saturday yeah. night. That's, that's what it's all about because it's Mexican. And he's super- not wrong. He's no, not wrong. Absolutely. Mexican superstar, pound for pound, great all-time great. Canelo Alvarez puts the four super middleweight belts on the line against Dangerous. Dangerous. Jamel Charlo, undisputed versus undisputed. September 30th. It's coming up. It's right here, and we're going to be watching it live on ppv.com. We have partnered with ppv.com for our second big Vegas trip. They are taking care of us, so let's go ahead and order the fight through ppv.com. They have an interactive chat uh, with Jim Lampley, who will be joining us in just a few moments. Lance I'm going to get it for that, honestly. I want to hear Jim, what he has to say. I want to read what he has to say. I'm very excited that he's he's back in the game. So are you also saying that because they comp us the pay-per-views? I mean, it makes sense. We're out here working hard uh, for for ppv.com and for you at home. Uh, so go ahead. No subscriptions required. You can stream it on your phone, laptop, big screen TV. Let's do it with ppv.com and let's throw it to our special guest, Jim Lampley. All right, Chris, this is pretty damn cool. It's usually just me and you on this show. I'm not saying I, I dislike doing the podcast with you, but it's uh, always great to have another voice here, the voice of boxing, in my humble opinion, Mr. Jim Lampley. Jim, welcome. How are you, sir? Thank you very much. How Thank you everything? very much. How's your week been in Vegas? Uh, thrilling. It, it's been uh, really exciting energizing thank god it's been energizing i think i've been interviewed 1400 times <laughs> today uh, your voice bellows yeah, through yeah, this yeah. through this entire media center your voice and, and just i've got cuts through. Uh, fred sternberg running around being my uh, minder and front man and he's brought in every potential broadcast interviewer in the western world so that part has been great i tell everybody i've been living for the last five years in the peaceful serenity of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I live in a renovated farmhouse outside of town. I'm surrounded by six acres of uh, trees. It's quiet, it's placid, it's peaceful. Uh, I walked in here Tuesday night. By Wednesday night, I'm walking around on the casino floor and in and out of restaurants and stuff like that. The the humanity, the the people, the lights, the action, the smells, the sounds, etc., etc. I am old enough and qualified to say it was like an acid trip. Uh, and, uh, and it's still somewhat an acid trip today as I uh, keep moving forward toward the fight, seeing all of my old friends from boxing media yeah. and fighters and things of that nature. So it's great fun. It was awesome just to see you with Al Bernstein. You know, growing up in the boxing world my, with CompuBox as the family business, like Al was Showtime and, and you were HBO. It was so cool just, just to catch up with both of you. I, I honestly believe 
that we did one fight together. Yep. And that fight was Mayweather Pacquiao. Nuts. Epic. And there was there Epic. was never any other moment when we were actually together on the air, though sometimes we travel together, good friends, etc. Uh, so it was you know fun to see Al, fun to see all sorts of people uh, while I'm here this week. Chris Algieri. The best. Uh, the I, best. You know, I'm still trying to think of the right closing line for uh, Chris Algieri beating Ruslan Provodnikov. So uh, get another chance to polish it something. It happened here. again. <laughs> there you go. Again. That kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, Jim, you're talking about how you know you're doing all these interviews around, and and Dan had mentioned your your voice, how it bellows. Literally, I've never done acid, but I feel like I'm in an acid trip when well, I keep hearing we your have voice. A couple hours in Vegas. Meanwhile, I haven't heard you know your voice on HBO since I was you know. Well, since many five years ago. Years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, almost five years. And ago. my entire childhood. Since December eight, uh, 2018, when we did the last HBO boxing telecast from uh, Carson, California, Cecilia Brykus yeah. in the uh, last mm -hmm. fight that we put on the air, and then I was there. Uh, Roy and Max and I stood together at ringside and. Um, I struggled to get us through our emotional farewell. That was tough. As someone uh, that grew up at HBO, you know, literally, they were a part of our family. That was a tough one. But well, I'll tell you what's really tough about it is to this day, I don't understand the reason. I don't yeah. understand yeah. what it was that AT&T thought they were going to do to improve their business by getting rid of such a durable and meaningful franchise that was at the heart of the network's identity. So, uh, How about the fact that this is like a slice of irony that you're here in Vegas, big and fight on Showtime, and now Showtime, there's a lot of rumors that they could be closing up shop too. I don't get that either. All right. It's I not mean, good for know, boxing. What did they do wrong? Uh, you know, I, and yes, I, I don't think it's great for boxing because I, I think that people do like uh, repetition, regularity, resonance. People like to hear the voices that they've associated with the sport for decades, continuing in those sports. Um, you know, the, the people at Showtime certainly are not done. Uh, Max and Roy and I certainly weren't done at the moment that the end came. So I think it's tough on everybody when that kind of thing happens. But Brave New World. Brave New yeah, World. Yeah, here we are. Yep. I think it was it was uh, your esteemed partner, Larry Merchant, who said that you can never fix boxing, but also boxing will never die. Yeah. Can't and fix it, can't kill it. Right, right. Yeah. right. That, and that, that that's was, boxing. That I live was, by that, that mantra. Was, when, once Larry boiled it down to what he wanted to say, it was can't fix it, can't kill it. Do you keep yeah. it in touch with Larry at all? Uh, not enough. I, I've talked to him every few months. He's uh, living in a tower above uh, the beach in Santa Monica. Ooh, He's beautiful. in the place where he wants to be. Nice. Uh, and obviously I miss him uh, on some level every day. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about uh, this fight on Saturday night. Canelo Alvarez, Jamel Charlo. We just came from the weigh-in. Uh, it was raucous. It was pretty, pretty cool. Uh, you'll be along uh, with us on ppv.com uh, over on the live chat, which is going to be, you, you, are you getting ready for the live chat? Are you excited Listen, for the live chat? It's a first time experience for me. I, I hope that I can say something quickly enough, meaningfully enough to be uh, a fun part of the dialogue surrounding the fight. The idea, the, the suggestion is that you buy the Showtime pay-per-view, you have Mauro and company uh, on the soundtrack, uh, hearing what they say about the fight. And at the same time, you've got your laptop open yep. in front of you. You're dialed to ppv.com on the laptop. And uh, 
Jim Lampley and uh, Lance Pugmire are trading observations about the fight and you can ask them questions or comment or criticize what they say, anything you want to do as part of the live chat interaction of ppv.com. No, you got to put it in the chat? Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. That's your. That's my favorite call of yours ever. Is it? Just you You got to throw a bang in the live chat Saturday night. There were some people who didn't like bang. No. And there were even some people in the management at HBO Sports who didn't like bang. And I'm like, you, you think that fans don't like that? I mean, fans really connected to what I was doing because the fight was what it was, but Pacquiao's just going around the ring, circling the ring yeah, over and over cloudy. and finding his moments to bang and beating the drum. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I mean, at his peak, his hands were so quick. Uh, it, it was <laughs> well aware. astonishing. <laughs> well, aware, <laughs> well aware. Well aware. Well aware. One, one of the fastest men I've ever spent any time and time with at all. And also, they were hard. He had, he had bricks for hands. The guy was, he was incredible. I mean, and punches came from angles that you could never see. We, we uh, had never seen him. Um, Larry and I had gone to South Africa to do Lennox Lewis versus Ra Hasim Rahman. Mm -hmm. On the undercard of Lennox Lewis, Led Hasim Rahman, we saw Lejeune Ledwaba. Yep. And he was grace, he was style, he was, everything was perfect. We're like, this has to be the best 122 pound fighter in the world. And we come back a few months later in Vegas, there's a pay-per-view and they're looking for a, a Ledwaba opponent on the undercard and we get this pool shooting, Obvious hustler from the Philippines. <laughs> no fear. Yeah, uh, yeah hustle, hustle is a good word. And and, and Bruce Trampler saying, uh, you, "You watch out for this. He's he's pretty doggone good." And by about three or four rounds in, he is undressed Lebwaba, and you know is headed towards one blasted. of the greatest careers in the global history of boxing. What? What a phenomenon Manny Pacquiao was. That's a perfect way to put a phenomenon. Because that's what it is. And people say, like, what was it like? You know, what was that fight like? I'm like, it wasn't a fight. It was an experience. Everything around yeah. Manny is a phenomenon, like you right. said. It was an experience. The whole lead up to the fight, the, the, the Seven City Press Tour, everything, being around him. doing. We, they had us do a bunch of competitions leading up to it. It was much more of an experience. Being around Manny is an experience. That's natural born electric entertainer. Yes. Yeah, from, from, from Pacquiao and to, to uh, Canelo. Uh, going through the HBO days, uh, Canelo also did a fight on HBO back in the day, and now he sees himself back on Showtime and Saturday night. Who do you like in this fight? Well, I like Canelo. Uh, you know, I, th I think that he has a vast storehouse of big fight experience that will stand him in good uh, stead tomorrow night. He's very effective at making tactical adjustments through the course of a fight to find his groove. Uh, the right way to win the fight. He's going to find a way to make his left hook a uh, decisive factor in the fight. Uh, and most of all, I think when you look at the arc of his amazing career and the consistency with which he's managed to govern that career and in all of it in service to huge ambitions, he wants to be seen as the greatest Mexican fighter ever. Is there a more exalted position that you can seek than that? Uh, and, and he also, I think, he told me yesterday he still believes he's pound for pound number one. I think he's in the minority there. I don't think he really you think it's Crawford? can make a 100% Crawford is pound for pound number one. Yep. Crawford made that very clear yeah. in the Spence fight. And I think that if, if Canelo wants to really put a mark on the board, to try to retire as the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. He needs to win and win entertainingly tomorrow night. He needs to go ahead and uh, create the setup for a Crawford fight, and he needs to beat Terrence Crawford. You got anything, Chris? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, a lot of people have been asking me about the Crawford fight, if they actually could see that as like a legitimate fight, and I do. I think, I think Crawford is dangerous enough. I think he's special enough. I still would, would favor Canelo in that fight, like you're saying, if that would be um, a, a legacy-type fight. Uh, but I also think, I think he needs to fight David Benavides. Yeah, I think, I, I I think, think he will Canelo, fight David Benavides. I, I think, think he'll Canelo fight, David, fight David Benavides on the way toward the Crawford fight, yeah. and that may be a, a dangerous overlook uh, dangerous. situation. Dangerous. But I, I do make him the favorite uh, against Benavides. And, you know, with Crawford, you've got, on, theory, in, on paper, it's a 21-pound weight gap. But we know that Terrence could be effective at 154. Mm -hmm. There's no question in my mind about that. I'm pretty sure that Canelo can still be effective at 160. Where's the fight going to take place? That negotiation is interesting. Yeah, because Canelo Crawford, does not want to go back Crawford down. wants the money yeah. that he can make for fighting Canelo. And Canelo wants that thing that, whether he says it or not, he knows that Crawford has right now. Uh, and it's a perch and a status that I think he needs to have, wants to have before he leaves. Let's face it. The Bivol fight was a matchmaking error. Yes. There was nobody in the Western world who was clamoring None. for Canelo Alvarez to fight Dimitri Bivol. So why do you do that? You know, you go in against a longer, larger man in a weight class that's far more his cup of tea. He has Olympic gold medal talent with long-time technical Russian training. Why bother with that? Yeah, stylistic nightmare for Canelo and his team. Uh, I don't think any version of Canelo beats Bivol. I don't think I don't think the young young version, younger version. I don't think the height of at the height of his power, it doesn't it doesn't make a difference. Too Bibble's much of a size style is too much. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna see. We're gonna see what Canelo has left on Saturday night. To me, that's one of the biggest storylines of this fight. Will Canelo win and then put a big stamp on it to get his name back into that discussion? Jim Lampley, unbelievable time here with you in Las Vegas. Unbelievable time with you here on Inside Boxing Live. Order the fight through ppv.com. They sent this out here to, to Las Vegas to bring you great content. So it's a great way to watch the fight. Jim will be in the live chat, banging, banging away in the live chat with Lance <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. Jim Lampley, thank Can you so I tell much. you the truth? They're giving me clerical help, okay? I'm going to say it to a guy who's going to put it into the computer because he's faster on the keyboard I than I that. am. I love that. I love that. Kevin. I love it. And, of course, Lance was print media. Oh, he's got all day. Jim, thank you so much for joining us. My privilege. Two great friends. Thank a you real so much. pleasure yep. to be with you. Hey, Chris, um, do you know what's this week? Uh, a number of things. College football and the NFL. And DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in the NFL action with great offers every single day. New customers can bet $5 and get just 200 $5? Just 5 and wow. you get $200 instantly $5. with bonus bets. You could become a, a richer man than you already are. Throw $5 down on any of this week's epic games, epic matchups to walk away as an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there, folks. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game this September. So right now, football's more fun. When you're in on the action, I'm going to bet on my Giants to beat the Seahawks. I got my John Boy against the spread picks going. I need a win very, very badly. So download the app right now. Sign up with code IVL. New customers can bet just $5. Get 200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook the official sports betting partner of the NFL with code IBL. The crown is yours. And Chris, the, the crown is now yours to read this wonderful disclaimer. Go. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call one, call 8777-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. 
in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas City, uh, Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA, 21 plus var age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Back to the action. All right, Chris. There he was. Mr. Bang himself. I can't believe I said that. Uh, yeah, he, he took it well. He took it well. Um, but, man, I mean, just it's, it's so wild to have him sitting next to us and doing this, like, now in this, in this, this next version of our careers. So neither one of us started doing this, and so now no. we're doing this. Yeah. And then we've got a, a legend like Jim Lampley sitting in between us that we're able to fire questions off of in, in, in such a relaxed way. I mean, it, I'm still, like, so geeked just hearing his voice in my ear. Because it takes me back to literally being in my living room with my grandfather watching yeah. watching HBO fights. Everyone was watching the fights back then, and he still loves the sport very much, very much in tune. Uh, as you heard from his uh, discussion there with Crawford as number one pound for pound, and he wants to see Benavidez versus Canelo, just like the rest of us. So it's really cool uh, to have Jim with us all week as part of the PPV.com team. All right, folks, you've waited all week long for this very, very moment. You're waiting on bated breath. It is the moment we've all been waiting for. Our predictions. I will start. Since I won the last one, I picked Crawford to win. You picked Spence. Listen, can't always be right, Chris. So I'm looking over the numbers, as I gave out earlier in the show. The slow starts, the late finishes, uh, the big stages and all that. Canelo versus taller opponents. And I'm thinking about, does Canelo still have it? And I'm looking over and I see a, a young, youthful, even though he's 60 days older <laughs> than Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, he's a lot fresher. He's fresher. He's a live body. When's the last time Canelo's been in the ring with someone as, as athletic? Take out Bivol. <laughs> then, Jermell Charlo, you've been waiting for this type of fight. And I'm looking at Charlo, I'm thinking, maybe this guy can do it. Maybe this guy can knock out Canelo Alvarez or knock him down for the first time and go on and win and cause chaos in the boxing world. But then, Canelo stepped on the stage. I saw a guy that has been ruling this sport for about a decade now. And I honestly think we're going to see a vintage Canelo Alvarez performance, body work, 10th round, brings him to his knees, Charlo. Canelo Alvarez with an emphatic stoppage. He gets on the mic and says, I'm Cabron. I am number one. Terrence Crawford, you are next, my friend. All right. Pretty good. Pretty good. I, um, if, you, if you've been listening to me the last couple of weeks, I've been Canelo the whole way, but and I've with my studying of, of the styles and, and these guys, I've, I've been like, I see the path to victory for Charlo. And because he does a lot of things that can trouble, trouble Canelo. This week has kind of changed my mind. Um, you know, I was, I was thinking more Canelo decision, potentially late round stoppage, but I was leaning more towards decision and, and a lot of my predictions, calling it with other, other champions like Tim Bradley and Sean Porter and Paulie Malignaggi and Teddy Atlas. I've been, I've been saying, you know what, I think we're going to see the final belt. This week, I don't. I don't think so anymore. I think we're going to see a late round stoppage, and I agree with you. I think we're, I think we're going to see like a Caleb Plant type performance from wow. from uh, from Canelo, which is one of the times where I watched that fight. I'm like, how do you beat this guy? He just was so smart, so aggressive, so confident. Mm. The weigh-in today on that stage, his swag was on a thousand. The yellow a outfit. A thousand. He comes out with his vintage pajamas. Yeah, the good you know, silk pajamas. Comes out there looking cool, looking very confident. 
Did you see that stare down? Yeah, I did. Did you see the analytical eyes of Canelo? I did. He's looking at him, and he's he looked like he was looking into his soul, and he's like, "Where's where where's the weak spot? Where is it? I'm gonna find it." And it looks like he found it. Mm. it they, on a, on, the, the, the impression I got from Canelo's face was like, "Yeah." I got you. Bro. All right, so we're both picking Canelo Alvarez late. for the late stoppage. Alex behind uh, the, the camera. Thumbs up for Canelo. Thumbs down for Charlo. Thumbs up from Alex. Shout out to Alex. Let's hear it for our guy, Alex, um, who was with us here all week long in Las Vegas. Not New Editing. Vegas, not New Vegas, new to boxing. New to boxing. Um, put together all of our shorts, put together all of our stuff you saw on Instagram around the clock. I'm telling you, it's real a lot of work out here. It's a lot of fun work, and but... My, our guy Alex uh, didn't say no once and came through big time. Alex, you'll love this. Someone, one of my followers, thought that I was doing the editing on this. Oh my God. And I was like, absolutely, no. Did they know who you are, former no. WBO no, world champion, kickboxing champion? They also champion. don't know how, how untalented I am with technology. So. We should let you edit one video, see how it comes out. It, it'll take me a month and it'll be terrible. <laughs> it would never come out. By the time it comes out, all this, everything in the video would be outdated oh, yeah. at, at that point. Uh, that's it from Las Vegas. So special shout out to everyone at PPV.com for sending us. Well, uh, don't, not, not completely. Wait for the post, post-fight post reaction. Oh, that's, our, that's my favorite type of show, baby. Yeah, that's yeah. the best type of Apparently show. that's your favorite type of show, too, everyone yes, listening. Yes, we, we so. see the numbers on YouTube. Uh, so go to YouTube and subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be live, not live, we'll be right after the fight, Canelo Charlo on YouTube with our post-fight reaction. As close to live as you can get. Yes. Thank you, everyone, who has been with us all week long. Thank you to PPV.com, who is still giving away pay-per-views as we speak. We're out. Canelo Charlo is coming up.